Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan Ramdeka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merkso Mike Merkel. I'm here. And welcome back. Slow clap it up for the whale man himself. Mike doesn't care. <laughs> Kyle Bozanowski is in the house. Exactly. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Whale, as we like to call him here. Yeah. No, he's um, Vineyard Vine. He's got the Santa Claus shirt on There you today. go. Yeah, we're there we go. Festive once he's festive every yeah. once in a while. I know. Guys, we've got a lot to go over this week, though. I mean, it, the biggest weekend in college football up to this point, Championship Saturday was yesterday, as of this recording. We've got to talk about our Final Four predictions now that we kind of know who's won all of their league championships. If there's any change for you, one through four, I know Mike is really excited about that. Sorry, Kyle, Michigan is not in the Final Four. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert for anybody out there who thought they had a slim chance of getting in. No, they do not have any chance of getting in. Uh, we're going to talk Lamar Jackson like we promised last week, Mike's, where we're going to talk about not only him, but this new wave of quarterbacks and how quick the NFL is pretty eager to crown some of these guys as like the next crop of guys behind the Mannings and the Bradys and all that good stuff. We're going to talk AEW for a minute. We're going to talk about has the shine been taken off of AEW? Have they just kind of become another wrestling company after the initial buzz? And we're going to go with the state of the franchise moment for the Detroit Red Wings and how great their season and it started off, and if you follow the Red Wings at all, you know that's a complete lie. But we've got so much to go over this week, so let's just jump right into it. College football, championship Saturday, Mike. We saw a Big Ten champion crown. We saw a Pac-12 champion crown. We saw an ACC champion crown. We saw an SEC champion crown. We saw a whatever else, the champion crown. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but we we now pretty much, in my, in my estimation, we probably know our final four now, yeah. right? LSU, Ohio State. Uh, Oklahoma and Clemson, right? Those are the four. Not in that order, but those are the four teams, right? So can we all agree that that's who we think is more than likely going to get in? I don't think there's any any case for any other team out there right now. No Bamas. No no Utahs. No no Oregons. Much to Mike's dismay. No Georgias, right? Um, Let's just talk about these four teams real quick in particular. I'm going to start with you, Mike. How impressive was LSU last night? Um, LSU was the most impressive team last mm-hmm. night, and people will say Clemson won by more, but Clemson also played Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> so goes to show you the strength of the ACC, right? Yeah, um, LSU just did what they went in, did what they had to do, won by thirty points, and they're. I'm hoping we can hope the co- they come out. So once you guys hear this recording, yeah. the final four will already be out because yep. it comes out Sunday at like one o'clock or something. Recording mm-hmm. this at eleven in the morning. Yep. But I'm hoping LSU gets the jump to number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you get better matchups if they're the number one seed, and we'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah. But um, great performance. Joe mm-hmm. Burrow Phenomenal. might be the new Heisman. Phenomenal. Canada. Phenomenal performance. Truly it was. And I think that they make the case for number one as well. They beat the number four team in the country. Right at the time, Georgia was technically in the playoff if it had to start before yesterday's yeah. matchup. So I think they had the most impressive performance by far considering the, the quality of opponent. Now, I want to talk to you, Kyle. Tell me what you liked from Ohio State going out of this Wisconsin game. They fell early. They were down early, right? Made a roaring comeback in the second half. Well, I don't think Wisconsin scored in the second half. So, you know what I mean? Justin Fields playing out of his mind at the end of that game, making some big-time throws. Talk to me about Ohio State. If you are a Ohio State fan, take the win, take the undefeated record out of it for a second. How confident are you, if you're an Ohio State fan, in, in this team going to the Final Four? If I'm an Ohio State fan, which I'm not, yeah, right? So no, 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 let's be clear. None of us are. Let's be clear. But if I were an Ohio State fan, 
I'm ve- I'm feeling very confident right now because what you saw last yesterday mm-hmm. was Ohio State going through some adversary adversity adversity. adversity. Hey, it's been a few yeah, months, you guys. It's been a few months. Been a few months. Sorry, <laughs> been a few months. But that's something that you've never seen all season. Even the Michigan game that was yep. I, it was kind of close at halftime, but you knew it was over by the, the third quarter. <laughs> but this is the first time you're down at halftime. You're face yep. you're facing some sort of mm-hmm. actual real talent you have yep. to play against and actually have to beat. And we know that they kind of blew them out the first time they played. Yep. The second time they're down two touchdowns. You're like, oh crap, we actually have to make the adjustments to come back and win. Yep. And that's something we saw. We're just Field balled out. J.K. Dobbins balled out. Their defense. J.K. Dobbins points. is like I know we t- I know we give a lot of credit to the quarterbacks here, but mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins is what makes that offense run. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're averaging five, six, seven yards every time you touch the football, that's pretty damn impressive. You know this what is I mean? a weird year where all the running backs, all four teams, are just so good. So good, right? Yeah, it's, it's like Travis Etienne is yeah. just going absolutely nuts. Also, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. running back from LSU had like four touchdowns against Alabama. Yeah. Like all these running backs runs like are just going. Crazy yeah. right now. Yeah, no, and th- and that's what's crazy too is that a lot of these teams, with the, especially because of the quality of the quarterback play yeah. as well, and then you're just like, oh, but also I can hand the ball off for 25 times. If, yeah. the, if the pass game ain't working, here you go, Dobbins, just mm-hmm. eat, 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 eat. You know what I mean? So it's, it's it was extremely impressive. Um, now let's go back to you, Mike. Talk to me about Clemson. I mean, oh. your boy Trevor Lawrence, he's the man. He hasn't he's lost a game yet in, in his college career. Um, Talk to me about their performance against Virginia. What'd you like, and how confident are you if you're a Clemson fan, knowing you're the defending national champions, and you haven't lost a game in two years? Yeah, um, Clemson is just absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They've, I think, become the new Alabama of college football. Mm-hmm. You just kind of look at them and go, yeah. they're in. Yeah, like, you look, <laughs> Especially you know, with the easiness of the ACC, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like You're going to blow through your division mm-hmm. pretty easily every single year. You're kind of getting the Patriots run right now. A little bit, NFL, honestly. We're just honestly. going, okay, so you start the season, you're going 8-0 in your conference. Like Patriots go 6-0, 5-1 yep. in their yep. division. Mm-hmm. And then you're saying they're going, okay, so now you're out of conference games. You have one ranked team and then Ball State and yeah, right. North Dakota up State. Tune-up game and then you got one ranked opponent and then you're in. Yeah. So, <laughs> in the ACC yeah, so then, so but besides that, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence since the North Carolina game where they got their little scare mm-hmm. could have lost the game. Now has been balling out with seventeen or eighteen touchdowns, no picks, yep. averaging three hundred yards a game. He's like ready for these playoffs. Yep. Their defense is extraordinary. Yep. And Travis Etienne, if Trevor Lawrence is having like some rough times early on, yeah. he can really just help Turn the ball like, off. Here, I'll get you a hundred yards to start, and then you just help take, us ball take, too. Right, and that's and that's the thing too. I think Clemson, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, Mike. Where I think Clemson is the team out of these four. And we're going to talk about Oklahoma in a second, but is the one team that's kind of running under the radar a little bit. I don't think people are paying close enough to ten, uh, attention to Clemson because they play in the ACC, right? They're kind of like, all right, they're there, right? Like if if Bama beat LSU. Right, and was in the SEC championship. I don't think anybody would be talking about Bama. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's Bama. They're just yeah. going to be in." So I think that Clemson is the one team where I don't think anybody's talking about, but they could potentially be the best team. I think you can also look that they don't even have a Heisman candidate on their team, which is crazy. To which me. is crazy. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I also think that you're kind of waiting because Trevor Lawrence has another year, so he'll probably start mm-hmm. getting in it next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you look at LSU, you got Burrow, who's probably going to win it. More but likely. then you look at. Um, then uh, Ohio State has two guys. You have um, 
Dobbins and Justin Fields mm-hmm. that are up there, and Chase and Young, Chase Young theoretically, like, theoretically could, are yeah. all all. I mean, the defense player ain't winning it, but point being, yeah. yeah. And then you got Jalen Hurts is like the fifth unit, like yeah, right guy, one, right. the fifth guy mm-hmm. from Oklahoma who we're gonna talk about in a second. So then Clemson's sitting there, go, we don't have that Heisman guy. We're just we're, we're just gonna all, win football games. We're all just like <laughs> pro guys that are about Ready to go, to go. like yeah. steamroll through this. Right. Thing, so. It's extremely interesting, and I think that as as we get the official word coming out later today. Um, we're going to just find out and see what these matchups are. I'm really looking forward to breaking down each game specifically because that's that's going to be a good time. Kyle, talk to me about Oklahoma. Big win over Baylor. They had a little bit of a scare there. Got to get it down in overtime. If you're an Oklahoma fan, are you just happy that they got in and now that you have a, ch- a quote-unquote shot at making you know doing something? Mm-hmm. Or are you like, I'm still nervous and I don't think we have much of a chance up against any of these other three teams because – a, your defense is still a sieve. You know what I mean? Anybody goes right down the field and scores on you. And two, you almost lost to a third-string quarterback, you know what I mean, playing Baylor this past weekend. So are, how confident are you if you are an Oklahoma fan? If I'm an Oklahoma fan, I'm not very confident. <laughs> because, because I thought you were going to go complete opposite. You're like, no, I'm fine. I got no. Jalen Hurts. We're good. Because unless Jalen Hurts has like his high the run, moment, yeah, wins the, run. the Heisman this year because he scored seven touchdowns against whoever – and if I'm an Oklahoma fan, I'm almost wanting to play LSU because I feel like if you can win up. Yeah, if you because yeah. if you can somehow stop the run, mm-hmm. I'm at the pass, which they won't be able to. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they have a much weaker uh, run game than yeah. Ohio State does. Mm-hmm. I feel like you do not want to go against J.K. Dobbins mm-hmm. because if they have to worry about him, and then that opens the pass game, mm-hmm. which you can't stop already. They're Baylor's third string do, QB. Do you think that do you think that Oklahoma, because of how explosive their offense is, knowing that LSU is going to score anyway, do you think that Oklahoma would rather get into somewhat of a shootout matchup type of game rather than force your de- like you know our right, defense is gonna let up forty nine tonight. Like that's just straight up we know that threshold. We gotta put up fifty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Would you feel more comfortable if you're Lincoln Riley and an Oklahoma team to go, I'd rather get in a shootout because I have enough confidence in my offense that we can put up fifty points? Or are you relying, you're like, okay, you know, we may be able to put up this, but we just got to figure out a way to stop them compared to some other teams knowing that you can't stop anybody. No, yeah, you're, 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 just, you're just hoping for sure. <clears throat> yeah. exactly what you're hoping for. Because if you're going and trying to actually stop them, mm-hmm. thinking that, okay, we're, we're going to need them to hold them this many points for us to win, that's something below 40, then mm-hmm. I don't know what in their mind they'd be able to. I would I would agree to yeah. a certain extent though yeah. because they only allowed 23 against Baylor. Right. Baylor is in the Big 12 who scores a lot of points. Correct. You know Correct. what I mean? They Texas, only put up 30 too, so yeah. it's like eh. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean though, yeah. where they went almost in a defensive shootout for mm-hmm. a while yeah. and their two or three scores came off of broken coverages. Right. Like if they if a guy if the safety just goes back on one of those plays, mm-hmm. He doesn't go off for 81 yards for a touchdown right. or an 80-yard run or whatever. Right. Uh, unlike C.D. Lamb, who has the ability to break stuff like that, mm-hmm. Oklahoma just had all broken coverages mm-hmm. for their big do you, games Do you think then, well, then to bring this up then, right, do you think that Oklahoma's defense is not is not – is, I would not say touted necessarily, but do you think that I'm undervaluing their defense a little bit? I think bit? you are. I think you you look at them for the last like three years, but they've yeah. exponentially gotten better. Correct. And no doubt. Right now, no they're, doubt. they're in the they're in 
the top 50 in mm-hmm. every defensive statistical category, mm-hmm. which you go, oh, top 50, wow, good job, guys. Mm-hmm. But last year, they were when Kyler Murray was there, yeah. they were in the hundreds yeah, for right. each statistical no doubt, category. No doubt. So you're getting that much better, <clears throat> you, but, plus your offense can put up 49 or 50 right. if you need to. Do you think that because of that, though, right, even with their defense being where it's ranked, right, do you think that they have any chance of stopping any three of these offenses? Like it all because I guess here's my point to that is right is that Baylor got stopped but then Baylor also stopped them so it's like they, they knew yeah. what each other's strengths were if if you're an Ohio State or Clemson or an LSU right okay one thing's not working I'll hand the ball if that's not working I'm gonna air it out yeah. you know what I mean I don't know if they just have enough necessarily or yeah. do you think they do where you can go okay you know what I mean like we're, we're, we've, think- got, we've got a plan to at least. A, a limit one of the damage, right? Yeah. Either on the game, on the ground or the air, we have an ability to take one of these away. Yeah, I think that <clears> I, th- <throat> I think they can take at least one, mm-hmm. even both away. What's your favorable matchup for them? Um, like if you're Oklahoma, you're the pro- they're the four. Let's just assume they're the four, right? Yeah. So if if you have to pick between either Ohio State or LSU, I guess Clemson too, but I don't think Clemson makes the run- jump to one. No, I don't think. Um, out of those two teams, which one, if you are Oklahoma, are you going, I want them first because I think we have a better chance of getting and getting to the finals? I would take Ohio State only because I don't think, even though their defense is stronger, mm-hmm. I think Ohio State's offense isn't as strong. Mm-hmm. So I think if you can like get the ball to C.D. Lamb and put up 49, yeah. I don't know if Ohio State will put up 49. Mm-hmm. I know LSU puts up 49. Right. Now, I think that's one of those... like. I think you have a better shot at just going to a shootout with LSU, maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I would take the chance mm-hmm. of if you could, if I can tell you, okay, you're gonna score 49 on one of the two. Who do you want to play? Yeah, I'm playing Ohio State because I don't know if Ohio State can keep up scoring wise mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. However, that defense is better. Okay, you know yeah. what I mean for, for sure. And I think too, and we talked about this. Like yes, yeah, if we talked about this last week too, where. I do think that Michigan and Wisconsin, you saw that in the first half, did exactly what Michigan did, yeah. right? They went, we're going to throw the ball right at you. Screw the run, right? Yeah. I know I know. Taylor had a pretty nice day on the hole, but the first two drives of that game, they were chucking it down the field as far as they could, completely against what Wisconsin does you know, yeah. naturally. They want to hand the ball 35 times, control the clock. It's 17 to 10 victories, right? Yeah. And they went and attacked that, that Ohio and State that, defensive backfield. And that's what I'm saying. If you can... And with a more explosive offense, right? To your Wisconsin, point, that's what I'm saying. To your point, I think Jalen Hurts if could you be. Get, if you're getting there and you can go seven, if you can take the lead, if you get the ball first and you're going seven zero, fourteen zero, seventeen zero, Ohio State's like, okay, I don't know if we can stop your offense, mm-hmm. and in that case, you're going to like a mini shootout. Mm-hmm. But if you go up fourteen points, I don't know if you're going to be able to catch that because there's right. no chance. Right, yeah, I think, I think contrary to what was ha- what happened last night where they went down 14-0, I think Oklahoma's offense is good enough to maintain yeah, and not and die going. out. Yeah. Exactly. Wisconsin just goes, okay, <clears throat> our quarterback is so limited mm-hmm. and all we do is our run game mm-hmm. where once you stop the pass, mm-hmm. we're screwed, but I don't think you can really stop Jalen Hurts in that pass game. Okay, so here's what I want to here's what I do want to do now, guys. Give me um I'm going to I'm going to give you guys each another we just kind of went through, you know, why you should be excited. I'm going to ask you now the opposite side. If you are if you're an Ohio State fan, right? What is your biggest concern? We I know we talked about this with Ellie a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Going into the Michigan game, but now you're you're talking the best four teams in the country now. Yeah. So the stakes are raised. You're all Big Twelve, Big Ten, SEC, ACC yeah. champions, right? That's that. There's no more of that. 
If you are the head coach of this football team, I'm, I'm going to give you the first one, Mike. I'm going to give you Ohio State. If you're Ryan Day right now, what is your number one concern going into this Final Four? Doesn't I'm not talking about matchups because we'll, we'll probably do that next week when we find out who's got who. But your number one area of concern for your football team, what is it? And what what is what what are you just hoping that everyone's kind of like, maybe they don't notice that? <laughs> you know um, Justin I mean? Fields and the receivers, I think it's the weakest part. Really? Yeah. Well, I was not expecting that. Well, okay. Because I think I think you like Dobbins and that O line mm-hmm. you've seen can They're ginormous. absolutely dominate. Yeah, absolutely. And their defense, Chase Young will get to you. Mm-hmm. And your defense that you have probably the best corner in college football. Yep. And you have a very elite linebacking core. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of weaknesses on the defense. To um, be to be fair, just to interrupt you real quick, there's not really many def- like true deficiencies for any of these teams. I mean, the best no, four yeah, teams yeah, in the yeah, country. Yeah. So we're, 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 we're nitpicking a little bit. But if there's something that these coaches need to exploit, that's why we're doing this is to show that they're, they're not perfect. No. You know what I mean? Like and they may look perfect, they've played perfect, but they're not and you perfect. Saw, yeah. And you saw it yesterday with Wisconsin where yeah. the second you get to Justin Fields, mm-hmm. you sack him a few times, He's he kind of gets on, out of a rhythm. Yep, that's absolutely. where you have to get to is just get him out of that rhythm. Michigan tried that by sending their – box defense kind of mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. and you got to him a few times and then you have broken coverage and then, get, and then exactly gone yeah. like you can as Kyle pointed out the only way Michigan could have won that game mm-hmm. is putting them in second and 19 third right. and 18 mm-hmm. which they were able to do but then they the couldn't get off the field on third and 18 get, yeah, yeah that's what I mean <laughs> so that's what I mean is if yeah. you're playing Clemson say so you're saying force Justin Fields right if you get a lead force Justin Fields to beat you yeah right and, and, and if Jalen I mean? Hurts goes out 14 up to 14-0 and you're forcing Justin Fields to beat you, I think mm-hmm. Oklahoma has a great shot. Okay, so let's go now. Kyle, I'm going to ask you, what is if you're the if you're Ed Orgeron, right? You know, I, I love you. Oh my gosh, I love his voice. Just every time he does an interview, it always sounds like he's like just got done eating or he's eating something currently while he's talking. If you're LSU, what is your number one area of concern going into these final four matchups? Knowing, okay. We're really good at a lot of things, but if there's something that they can get us on, what's your number one weakness for LSU? I'm saying, saying if assuming we're assuming that they'd be second, right? But no, it doesn't matter. They're no, just, just, in just in general, right? Like if if I if you're the opposing team scouting them, or you're the head coach of LSU, and you're going, man, we do a lot of things well, but this one thing is, if there's a weakness in this armor, what's that weakness? I've, it's been talked about a lot. I think we all know it, but. Um, LSU's main weakest is their defense, mainly their secondary. Mm-hmm. And I'm scared if you're going up against uh, a Trevor Lawrence or mm-hmm. a uh, Jalen Hurts, yeah. like those deep balls, I think that could really hurt you. I yeah. know that your offense could put up a lot of points, mm-hmm. but if there's a way that they can lose those games, mm-hmm. is, this, is this those shootouts where Joe Burrow might not be able to put as many points because your defense is giving up so much to like yeah. these great mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I, that's gonna be I, I think that's good. I think another one, too, just like, kind of like a low-key one, I don't think LSU's receivers have great hands. We saw that last night too, a little bit against Georgia, where I think they make some spectacular plays. But sometimes, like there was a couple balls that, like those were touchdowns. That that game could have got a lot uglier, a lot faster. But they had a couple drops. So that's just something. That's just something yeah. minor to kind of look at. In my opinion, I was like, man, those are the plays you have to make in big time situations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm, you brought up Trevor Lawrence and just and Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Do you think Justin Fields against LSU? could do damage. Like, do you think, like, what if LSU and Ohio State play each other? What's their weakness? What's, like, LSU's LSU's weakness? Yeah. Because you brought up, like, the the crazy offensive play, but you didn't bring up Justin Fields. So are you you assuming that Justin Fields can't do that? Well, I assume Justin Fields could do that, but I feel like Justin Fields could 
their offense could be much more of a threat when you have him like running like like out of the pocket, yeah. exploding like the exploding read plays. Kills. Yeah. Like I feel like that's Absolutely that's how kills. they would kill LSU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is the read option not like throwing the ball down the field? Yeah, like the, well, I think the field's on his legs. Honestly, yeah. okay. I, honestly, I think that it, what's funny about that is I, I kind of it's kind of like an inverse of what you're saying for me because I feel like they would be so concerned with the run because J.K. Dobbins is what makes this offense go. Yeah. I'd almost feel like LSU would do everything in their power to stop the run. And by doing that, by doing a lot of man coverage, I feel like that is where theoretically, I mean, on the, on the scoreboard and statistically, I think that's where Fields would do the most damage yeah. is because there's, they're emphasizing so much on the run that that's where you've got Olave, who's the fastest dude ever, just running right by your corner and your safety goes, oh, crap, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then Fields just hit him for – because Ohio State doesn't – you know, dink and dunk down the field. That's not their. That's really not their offense. It's handed off, read option, or we're taking a big play down the middle of the field, or some misdirection stuff. You know what I mean? They, they're not much of a quick slant. Okay, three yards. Okay, five yards. Okay, yeah. seven. No, it's all right. Here's a fifteen yard gain. Here's a seven yard. You know what I mean? It's it's bigger chunk plays in that offense. So to your point, I think that their secondary is their weakness, but I think it becomes more of a weakness against a team like Ohio State. Because of Dobbins' effectiveness and their ability to go, we got to stop the run. Yeah. We have to have to stop the run. And if we don't do that, there's no way in hell we're stopping the pass. Uh, last team, Oklahoma. No, you're I'm getting, sorry. You're getting Clemson. Oh, I'm getting Clemson. All right. So Clemson, if I have to say there's a weakness, I think it's the – I think it's twofold. I think it's number one. I think it's you haven't played anybody all year legitimately, right? You mm-hmm. really haven't. I think there's that. And I think, two, I think it's the complacency a little bit because – We've seen it with Alabama and stuff where they just cruise through the whole regular season. There is not a specific weakness on this team where I go, oh, the secondary is just horrendous, right? Or or that's a glaring weakness. I don't think their pass rush is as dominant as it once was either. Um, I think that could be something where if you can't generate pressure and you just let all three of these good quarterbacks just kind of stand there and just go, (laughs) and look, at some point somebody's going to be open. I think that could be an issue. And I also think that in the specific case of Trevor Lawrence's case where he's been on such a hot streak, similar to LSU with Burrow, they've been playing so well for so long, I'm worried that at one point that candle's just going to go like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you're all of a sudden like, what? What is happening? You know what I mean? Because we've seen that in big games before where quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts from two years ago where he was the most dynamic player in football and then he gets the final game of the year and they put up three points yeah. and he gets benched. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the thing. I, I like Cle- Clemson's my favorite team to win this whole thing. Just yeah. just straight up. I think I just because I think they're the most complete team with now a glaring weakness. But as we pointed out, right, they're not perfect by any means. So I, I think the pass rush needs to be needs to be there. But <laughs> all right, last one, Mike. Oklahoma. Uh, Biggest weakness for you. It's probably just their defense in general. They're yeah. the weakest of the four defenses. Yeah. However, you they can get the stop if need be. Mm-hmm. They just like statistically won't. Mm-hmm. They'll let up the most amount of points against whoever they play. They'll right. let up the 30, 40 point mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. So their offense is going to have to keep up. Do you think that Oklahoma would be best served, right, where it's like, because they have quick strike ability, Oklahoma yeah. does, right, on offense. Do you think that as long as Oklahoma's defense just prevents the big play, even if it's like, even if they pull a Lions and they just go, no, we're not going to prevent the big play, but we're just going to let you dink and dunk us all the way down the field and then score. Yeah. Do you think that their offense has enough where they can just go, all right, we'll score in three plays and just milk out every last drop of that offense that you that you have to score on us? Yeah. And, and do you think as long as they keep it close that their offense the other day has the ability with 30 seconds left, 
we're going to go downfield and score. Uh, maybe. I think that is a very probable case that yeah. could happen. I do think if they win the toss or whatever, I think they need to get the ball first. Mm-hmm. Go up early, I think yep, and they're to, always ahead of it. I think yep. you always need to be ahead because the second they're going to get behind, then that plan yeah, the plan kind of shoots out the window. <laughs> but if they can go up yeah. 7-0, then their defense gets up one step, you go up 14-0. All you ha- honestly, all you have to do is just hold them to a field goal one time. Yeah. Hold them to a field goal, and, and if you're banking, all right, we're going to score six out of every seven possessions, yeah. then... Then you're always exactly. Ahead. That's yeah. yeah. That's that's a great point. And usually it's the opposite, right? We always you always defer ninety five percent of the time. But in this case, even in this case, if they do def or yeah. if you get it, you're just like I want to receive, or they get it, they're gonna kick. Yeah. Either way, I think you're gonna you should end up with, with the, the ball. ball first. Yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt about it. You know, obviously, you know, presumably uh, Oklahoma's offense shows up, but that's great yeah, stuff. Unless they score seven. Once like, next week, we're gonna go over the matchups themselves and say who wins and why for each team give you some probabilities on you know both sides hopefully the whale man is here for us next week i will be in chicago next you're gonna be in chicago yeah. doing what yeah what are you doing you, uh, you ain't doing nothing just you ain't doing out. nothing you ain't doing nothing hey, whatever call me in. I'll t- I'll talk whatever you. whatever you're dead to me already all right that's gonna be it for part one of episode 54 after the break we're talking the state of the franchise with the red wings under the first season of stevie Y. we're talking aew has it lost its shine to the Merck Zone. I don't know. We're going to ask him here in a little bit. And we're going to be talking Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Sam Dunn, all those big-time quarterbacks that the NFL is so eager to annoy. Are they the true future kings of the NFL, or is it all a bunch of hoopla? All that after the break. Stick around. Hey, guys. It's the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke, And I know I've been talking to you guys about this for a couple weeks now, but I, if you're not following this advice, I don't know what you're doing, okay? Stop the podcast for five seconds. I know. I can't believe I just said that. But you need to give Nick DiStefano a call. You really do. If you are in the market to buy your first home, maybe it's your second home, maybe it's your fifth home. Maybe you just like to move. I don't really know what your deal is. But if you need to move, if you're trying to sell your house, in any case whatsoever, he is the guy to call. He's the one who helped me buy my first house. He's going to be the guy helping the Merck Zone buy his first house. All that crazy. He is the guy to go to if you are in the the Metro Detroit area. 586-556-0304. Tell him the mouth of Michigan Ramon Dyke sent you. I guarantee he will make sure that you are his number one priority. He is that darn good at what you want to do. You have a vision. He's got the plan to execute it. I promise you. That's Nick DiStefano. That's Nick at NickD.Realty. Shoot him an email, give him a call. I promise you, you will not regret it. Now, here is part two of episode 54 of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. And welcome back to part two of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, episode, I think, 54. It's crazy. Time is flying when we're having fun. Uh, let's just jump right into it, though. We're, let's talk some wings. It's the first time in a while that we've talked Red Wings action, and for good reason. Let's be clear. Um, they're terrible. They're not playing well. Um, they, I think they have the worst record in hockey they right do. now, Mike, right? Um, it, it, you know, long droughts of losing, clearly, right? You, you see, you know, players are going up, down, up, and down. I know it sounds like every Detroit sport right now, unfortunately. But I will say that, you know, there's seen, we're seeing a lot of movement, right? A lot of guys are getting recalled and back, back up and everything else from Grand Rapids. They're trying to cut ties with some guys. I know Erickson's been up and down uh, on the roster. I know Zadina's had some had some runs here, our top pick from last year. Um, but you're seeing, you're seeing a, you know, a, not so much a youth movement, but we're just seeing different combinations. And they're just trying to figure out, I think, what they have. But, Kyle, I want to start with you. You know, this is the first year with the Red Wings, with Steve Eiserman in charge, right? If you are a Red Wings fan, 
knowing that this is going as poorly as it can go to start off, but you don't what we, we don't see is a whole bunch of people like clamoring for jobs. We don't see anybody freaking out. They're all like, no, it's part of the plan. Do you think that right now Red Wings fans are more tolerant of the losing because Steve Eiserman is in charge? Yeah, I think just that when that you hear that Eiserman name, you're yeah. like, okay, you know, it's Steve mm-hmm. Eiserman, all the history. Mm-hmm. And I think the average average not like the hardcore fan, but the average fan is really not paying attention. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a great point. Mean? Honestly, like, you're right. Like absolutely. I, I get notifications every time they play, oh they lost seven to one. Okay, <laughs> and I close out of it, yada yada yada. I feel like that's the average fan. Like yeah. um, I feel like the average fan's not gonna really pay attention until they start getting better. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's why there's no like Backlash, you know, we want mm-hmm. new guys, mm-hmm. and so, and I mean, we don't even from like the hardcore fans. I mean, it's just like a rebuilding season. Well, it's extremely hard to watch them. I I'm sure it is. Extre- it's extremely hard to watch. I'm, I've I've tuned into a couple, and I just go, "This is terrible. This is just rough go." And I think you can see it on the players' side too, right? They're frustrated. They know they can play better hockey than they're playing. We've seen bits and pieces. We've seen flashes from guys, but we just haven't seen the complete game really get put together for long stretches of time. Now, Mike, what I'm, do you think their record is right now? I'm going to say like. I'm going to say five. Okay, they played 28 games. Yeah, okay. So So I'm going to say five, and the rest are losses. Five wins. Seven wins. Dang, I was close. I was close. They are seven and 21. Holy crap. With 17 points. Yep. The next highest team in, what, 29th place? Mm -hmm. 23 points. (laughs) So they're six points behind. Going for that first pick. I love it. But point being, um, so Mike, I want to ask you this. So knowing that that what the record is, right? Yeah. And I think Kyle is is spot on when he says that no one's paying attention right now, right? And even Eiserman himself in his press conference, which we talked about, you know, a few months ago, it's available in the archives, um, where he said this is not going to be a one year turnaround, right? It's not going to be a two year turn. Like there's a lot of work, there's a lot of crap that needs to get cleaned out of this team before we can truly see what we have. Now I want to ask you if Ken Holland were to have said that, right? Be like, listen. We're trying to do something here, but there, this is a this is a rebuilding phase. And he kind of did a couple years ago where he said, if you expect a challenge for a Stanley Cup every year, you're crazy. You know what I mean? Do you think that Eiserman is getting a little bit of like a pass right now because we're trying? he's trying to figure out what this team is? And if this team was performing the same way with Holland, do you think that this would just be like, oh my gosh, he needs to be fired like right, right away? I'm not saying this um, is Eiserman's fault. Clearly it's not. No. It's definitely Holland's. He's the one who kind of put us in this mess. But point being is that... You're not hearing anything. I think it's I think it's better only because I think if Holland was here, people would be flipping out more mm-hmm. because Eisman just kind of inherited the team. Yeah. So he's just kind of like, I mean, I'm, try, I'm trying it my out. best. Yeah, like, give me, it out. Give me yeah. some time to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And I think fans are more, like, tolerant of yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, I think if, like... Patricia comes in the first year, right? And they were really bad the previous year. Mm-hmm. And then we were bad that next year. He would be like, guys, I'm just trying to figure out this team. Give me another year. Mm-hmm. People were more like, mm-hmm. okay, like I'll give you a couple more years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now you kind of see a decline. I think it's going to be soon if like the team just never turns around. Right. Then you're going to see the, yeah. okay, I well, a, I think you're lying. I, think, I think every regime needs at least a three-year window, right? That's why we've talked about this before. Maybe not necessarily on the air, but we're not necessarily in favor of Patricia being fired right this minute, right? I do think that, I think, you know what I mean? I think it's close. We're close. Well, no, I agree, right? I think this is make or break. heating up. Yeah, I think this is make, I think next year is his make or break time. You know yeah. what I mean? I think, but you can't go every two years and fire your coach. It yeah. just doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Point being is that I do think that Eisenman clearly inherited a, a, a very, very, very bad roster, yeah. right? We can all agree with that. There's very few bright spots on this team, no matter what anybody says. But with that being <laughs> said, 
Uh, what was that? Oh, is that the Alistair Overeem's yeah. shot? Oh, good lord, gross. Yeah. Anyway, I do say. With that being said, though, I think that as time goes on here, you're you're getting worse because you believe in the plan. But if that plan at some point does not start to kind of show itself a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, in the next year or so, I think you're going to start seeing people getting a little more angry. I think first the thing will go, Blash will be fired. Yeah. And then after that, you're going, what's next after that? And you're like, okay, what else is yeah. there? You know what I mean? Like it didn't take them a super long time to turn around Tampa Bay. So yeah. it, it needs to be – it's gonna need Hopefully to be, yeah, soon. yeah. <laughs> we need one. Of these we need four. one of these teams to do something. Yeah. My good, good Isn't lord! Is it sad that the Pistons are like the best team in Detroit and they have like seven wins out of twenty right now? Oh gosh, don't even say. Are they? I think they're ninth. Are they ninth in the East right now, or they, did they move back to eighth again? I think they're eighth right now. Uh, I'm like, I'm like ninety. Slow, I'm like ninety-five percent sure they moved like up. Eighth. They were like, well, they just beat the pay- yeah. Ago. No, but they went. They won. Uh, they won back to back. They lost the Bucks and they just beat Indiana. So I think they're technically. Oh, I think they okay. won three out of four. So I think they're. I think we'll they're ninth. They're ninth Nine, still. Well. What are they? One game back. Oh, they're several games back. <laughs> but anyway, no, I, I I agree with you though. But you know, if you're a Red Wings fan, my one piece of advice is. Buckle up! It's gonna be a minute. So yeah. just, just, just you and you know, the Tigers embrace, right? embrace the suck. Hope we get the first overall pick, and you know, what I mean, hopefully we get that transcendent talent. You know, and you know, Eisman's not afraid to make deals. He's made several since he got here. So it, you know, I, I think that we're just trying to figure out what the cap situation is. I feel like once they get the cap under control, I think you're going to see a big signing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you're going to see this team kind of get jump-started a little bit. Sometimes all you need is that, like, a guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, one guy where you can go, that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's going to be fun to see. You know, embrace embrace the suck for now, but knowing hopefully you have the right guy in charge. That's, mm-hmm. that's really what you're hoping for. But, all right, let's shift now. Let's talk... Lamar Jackson, let's talk Baker Mayfield, let's talk Sam Darnold, let's talk Josh Allen, let's talk Danny Dimes, let's talk the youth movement at the quarterback position in the NFL. Now, Mike, we talked about this just a little bit last week about Lamar. He's the new hotness right now, clearly, right? He's, you know, he's everywhere. Everyone's talking about him. Baltimore's playing great football. Big win over San Francisco last week. Um, but what I want to talk about is, is are these guys – and I'm talking to you specifically first because you're our resident quarterback here of the group. You know, we got the wide receiver, we've got the coach, and we've got the quarterback. So it all works out. Yeah, we but, need an owner. Yeah, right. it's Emily. Yeah, and she has the money, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I married her, so I, I have no money anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, in your opinion, right? Are these? The, is this the next crop of guys? Right? We've seen Manning's retired. Eli's. Basically a backup now. You know, even though he's going to start on oh, Monday so night. He started. Whatever. You know what I mean. He's starting to. You know, Brady's getting up there. Breeze is getting up there. Philip yeah. Rivers is getting up there. You, you know, I'm saying that. They are, dude. They're all, Sad. dude. They're all getting. Dude, seriously, it's going to be weird in a couple yeah. years. They're all going to be gone. It's weird. <laughs> Favre Fa- hasn't come back yet again. <laughs> Rodgers might be gone Ro- soon. No. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Right, but even even guys like Stafford and Kirk Cousins, right? They're in their thirties now, right? But we've got this young movement of guys. You know, you you throw Prescott in there. Even um, is this the new future, or are these guys like is this who we're going to be talking about in five years? Going, yeah, but if we had you know if we had Lamar Jackson, we'd be the be- we'd be the best team ever. Or you know what I mean? Because that's always been the it's been the talk is if we, if there was a guy like Brady, oh man, if we had Brady, it would be oh, so easy, right? Or if we had Peyton Manning, it'd be so easy, you know. Are we ever going to see that the kind of talent like we've seen before with this new group and go, 
they're, they're the team, or is it becoming more of a team, more team sportish? I guess is the best way to put it. I, I mean, football is always a team sport, but what I mean by that is, can I take Brady, right, and I put him on a team, and do I have confidence that he's going to be able to win me a football game? The answer is yes. Right? Can I took I put, I take Peyton Manning like when you took Peyton Manning off the Colts, yeah. they were abysmal. Yeah. Right? But the year before that, AFC South winners, you know what I mean? Consistent division championships, whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. Do we have any of those guys? And the reason why I'm asking this is because the yeah. NFL is so quick. Last year was Baker Mayfield. Right? Mm-hmm. This year it was well, Sam Darnold's going to take that next step. You know what's Lamar going to be? Patrick Mahomes was the MVP of the whole league last year. Yeah. Right? We saw these young group of quarterbacks, and everyone's like, okay. We're on it. Let's go. And they've all, to a certain extent, with the exception of Lamar, and I would say Josh Allen, under the radar, yeah. have all kind of taken a step back. Baker has not looked good, right? Mahomes has looked human mm-hmm. after after the first three, four weeks of the season. You know, Sam Darnold looks like he's still seeing ghosts. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, Dak Prescott <laughs> looks not good right now. He doesn't. Wow. Dallas is a dumpster fire. Talk, talk to me. What, what are you seeing from this group of quarterbacks? I mean, is there a guy... That's just that is truly like the next guy of the league, like the one guy where you can go. He's the yeah, one, like he's one like the face this. of the league. Go for it. No, that's uh, why I want to know. Wait, because Kyle, real quick, who's yeah. your favorite quarterback right now? My favorite? Yes. Not your like best. New, like just new no just, in general. Who's your favorite right now? Oh god. I got my hand up ready to slap him just in case he says something stupid. I know. <laughs> 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 That was great. That was great timing. That was uh, awesome. My, right. my favorite, I mean, my favorite right now is probably Lamar, just by how he plays. Okay. And... So okay. just Lamar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I just yeah. wanted to see because I knew I knew you were. I think it's like Lamar or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think honestly, ever since Russell Wilson came in, mm-hmm. and I am a big Russell Wilson boy. Yeah, we're definitely. You, you are def- a Stafford boy. Oh yeah. And I'm a Russell Wilson boy. All day. Respect. Yes, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think ever since you saw him come in mm-hmm. and you saw the successfulness that he has in the movement of the pocket, yeah. I think that's just when the evolution of the quarterback evolved. Absolutely. And no I will doubt. say there's a difference because I think when you go from one week playing Lamar and the next week playing Breeze, it's almost an easier transition playing Breeze. Mm-hmm. And the only reason is you don't have to worry about the mobility, and mm-hmm. I think the mobility is what's killing people right now. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think mobility can uh, sustain as long as like, a, a true free, pocket as a, as a sure pocket pass. Yeah, like he's got the talent, the arm talent. Yeah, to, to just knock you out. Yeah, I think I think the second like after, like if he ever gets an injury or anything, yeah. I think Lamar just kind of falls off the planet Earth right. kind of thing. But to say all that to say this, I think. Like, for a defensive game plan perspective, mm-hmm. you go, okay, how do we stop Lamar? Well, first we have to stop the run. Then we have to stop the read option. Then he can also pass over. So now we got to stop that. When you go up against, like, a Brady or Breeze, yeah, yeah they're going to pick read you option, apart. Read option to think. Read option is not a thing. <laughs> Running the ball is not a thing. Yeah, right. You just go, we're going to send four, mm-hmm. and hopefully they don't break and through get our home. coverages. Yep, and, and get, get home. Yep. And hopefully we can do that. So I think... It's not. I think it's one the spark, like Kyle says, of he's just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He's playing all him spinning around mm-hmm. and doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. It's just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But two, it's from the defensive side. You go, man. It's so much harder to game play for a Russell Wilson or a right, no Lamar sh- Jackson. No doubt, the, no doubt. Than the Brady's of the let world. Let me right let now. me ask you guys this then, Kyle. Let, let's start with you here on this. 
is it, it, Mike makes a great point where is it sustainable, right? He doesn't think it's as sustainable as true arm talent would be, right? Where I can stand in the pocket, throw for 35 times, and win you a football game, right? Like, there are certain guys in this league who can do that, right? Yeah. Brady could do that. I think Roethlisberger can still do it. I think yeah. Philip Rivers can do that. Stafford can do that. Rodgers can do that. There are certain Breeze guys, can Breeze can do right? There are certain guys where they don't need to run, and if they have to drop back 40 times, yeah. they're going to win you a football game. If if you had to, right? If if Do you think that is... Is Lamar's track record, and I want to talk about Lamar specifically because he's the new hotness right now, and they're playing so well. But watching that Niners game, I think that everyone is overshadowed a little bit by his running ability because I don't. I'm not saying he can't throw. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that ignorant about it. But what I will say is that there are throws out there that could be a lot easier, right, with a more natural thrower than than him, right? Like I think there are throws that where he misses. Even though I get it, bad weather and everything else, there are throws where I go, you got to make that throw. You got to be able yeah. to make that throw. And I think it's overshadowed a little bit because he's averaging nine yards a carry. You know what I mean? When he runs the ball. But is his success similar to what we were talking about last year with Baker Mayfield, similar to what we talked about Josh Allen is having a hell of a season this year, Dak Prescott, all these guys, they're mobile. They're faster than they've ever been, right? They all want to roll out and they want to run and gun and they want to be they want to be able to take it for seven, eight yards. And there's not many guys who just stand back there anymore and just throw the football of this new era, this yeah. new wave, right? Is it sustainable or are we going to see like this wave, kind of like the Wildcat offense was a few years ago, where it was like, man, this is like revolutionary. Got Miami into the playoffs, won them a division, and then it was gone that fast. You know what I mean? Is it only a matter of time before defense has figured this out and how to contain it? Yeah, I think it, I think it's kind of a weight thing, especially mm-hmm. when you look at like the quarterbacks that will probably be in the draft this upcoming season. Yeah, like uh, like let's say a Jake Fromm. He's yeah, a, a pocket passer. Pocket passer, no doubt. And so yep. I think it's just kind of a weight thing. You got lucky with the Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. They're big runners, mm-hmm. but I think that there you'll have waves where you just have a lot of pocket passers and true mm-hmm. passers. And I think, like you said, like it, can you stop something like that? I think. And the beginning, there's it's kind of hard to figure out. But yeah. I feel like there's going to be a, a real scare if you're running quarterback. There's a hell of a lot more chance that you could get hurt. Oh, no doubt. The That's throwing sure. ability is obviously not as well as a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there, that eventually defenses are going to be able to stop that. And that's when the injuries become become prevalent. Yeah, and I think like over time, it's just going to become more of a problem than it's mm-hmm. going to be beneficial. Yeah. Now here's the counterpoint to this theory of yours, though, is I think, and I think Patrick Mahomes is doing it perfectly right now. Yeah. And Russell Wilson already did it. Was early in their career, as in like last year, they were a lot of running around kind of things. And so they just make it, and then just saying and just saying screw it and doing it. Yeah. Now you see it more from Patrick Mahomes. Now Russell Wilson's been doing it for five years, where where they extend the play. But you're looking down the field. Mm-hmm. Lamar just goes. It's not first read's not there. Gone. Yeah, and he's going to get 10 absolutely, yards. absolutely. And I think yep. sooner rather than later, like you'll say, okay, we're going to put Devin Bush on a spy right in the middle of the field on you, and you're not going to be able to run. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. That's how you stop that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's now, the beautiful thing about like a Joe Burrow because it's exactly what he does. He, exactly. He has legs. No he doubt. Really run, no doubt. Absolutely. But that he can. Yeah, he has the, the ability to and escape and get eight yards, yards. Yeah. but he can also throw the seventy yard bomb. Those are the guys where I think if Lamar Jackson can trans- transcend, uh, I'm going to keep my eyes down the field, but at worst case scenario, I can get 15 yards with my feet. Mm-hmm. Then he's going to be one of those 
Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes kind of players. That's kind of where you see like the RG threes go down and and all these running quarterbacks that die yeah. out after a year. To be fair, it's, Mike Shanahan ruined RG 3s career by playing him in that playoff game. Yeah, but but, but either way, it, it would have he would have caught all, up, all right? these no running doubt. quarterbacks and yep. stuff and the mobile the Baker Mayfields where they're just like I have to roll out every single player or I can't do it. You have to be able to get the pocket presence down, yeah, and that for takes sure. development. For Absolutely, like Jackson. absolutely. But if you can't develop that. In a year, he won't be a thing anymore. Right, and that's and that's why I'm talking about it, right? And that's the reason why right there is because I think that right now, right, it's working, right? Yeah. I am so hopeful that we see a Baltimore-New England playoff game so bad because I want to know if it's it, – because if it's real, you're going to know it's real because I, I don't remember the last time I've seen New England lose to the same team twice. Mm-hmm. In the same season, I should say, right? And I don't remember the last time I've seen it where, okay, they lost in the regular season this team. Okay, We'll be back. We'll re- we'll be ready, right? And there's a game plan to beat it. You know what I mean? So, and I think San Francisco did a really nice job of containing him overall, right? That was not a high scoring game. It's just something for people to think about. I know that it's exciting. Lamar's fun. I mean, he's the most one of the most fun quarterbacks I've seen to watch. You know what I mean? Since like he he plays like Vic does. Yeah, he, he really does. does. He really played like Vic did in Atlanta. It was a lot of fun to watch. Sometimes it was maddening. You know, yeah. Vic was not a pure thrower by any means of the imagination. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think if he can transcend himself more to a McNabb kind of guy, where McNabb was able to sit in pocket and just mm-hmm. throw. You know what I mean? McNabb, a very successful quarterback, three NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl appearance. That's the kind of guy that if you're Baltimore, you hope he becomes yeah. more than a Michael Vick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Michael Vick, as much success as he had, team success wasn't there all the time. You know what I mean? I think if you McNabb, I'd rather have McNabb's career than Vick's career. And just to say, <laughs> usually the fun team never normally wins. Wins it. That's a great. That's a great point, right? That's a, that's a. I know that's that a... from basketball. <laughs> the fun team never usually wins. Absolutely. For something for something to think about, though, for sure. It's it's going to be weird to see guys like Brady and Breeze no longer. It's going to be weird because then you go, well, who do you pick now? You know what I mean? So I think it's yeah. definitely transitioning to more of like a, Seahawks. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who do you insulate? Yeah, but what if, you know, what if you know, Russ is just, you know, one bad hit away. They're all one hit away. They are one hit away. You know what I mean? So... It is what it is. Appreciate it while you got it. That's what I'm saying. Um, all right, let's let's last topic of the day. Let's talk some pro wrestling here, real quick to close the show. Kyle's favorite topic, you know, Wonder Twin Powers activate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about AEW though, and, and the reason why I want to talk about this, we're a couple months in now at this point, right? And the ratings are kind of stagnant, right? NXT and AEW are kind of going back and forth now. NXT had like a two-week win streak. AEW wins this week by the slimmest, I think, a couple thousand more views, I think, total. I think it was like six or eight thousand more people yeah, watched AEW like than NXT. So super-duper close. Um, so, Mike, I want to ask you, though, has the shine or the varnish or, or the excitement around AEW kind of like has it like at least somewhat or something kind of died down and are you just kind of more like this is kind of they're just they're just here now and are you just kind of waiting to see what next big thing happens because i feel like right now it's like yeah AEW for the first month what's going to happen what what's it going to be what's the show going to be like but now we kind of get the feel of what every week is going to kind of be like do you think that that over time like we'll we'll be still excited to see them or is it are they just kind of are they just there now? You um, know what I mean? I think there are points where they are there. I think they do a really good job up to lead up to a big major pay-per-view mm-hmm. and the shows directly after. Yeah. I think they hurt a little bit in WWE. 
for how much crap we give them, we kind of just look at them now and go, it's not as bad because of the fact that you have the monthly pay-per-view system. Yeah, right. I think if AEW had the monthly pay-per-view system, mm-hmm. you can kind of look at it because their storylines would progress more. AEW is more of like long-term eight months down the road they're thinking kind of thing and yeah. not like right now. Mm-hmm. So like you're like, all right, Jericho's not doing it. Like he's facing Jungle Boy in two weeks for the AEW championship. Like that's a match. But you're like... I'm not invested. I'm not invested in this storyline. The right. tag team, I'm not invested in it right now because nothing's really happening. Everything's just kind of stagnant. Mm-hmm. Where, like, when WWE does their stuff every month, you're like, okay, this match is happening on this pay-per-view. And you're like, wow, it's, it seems bigger. So yeah. I think I think they're no just kind of hurting no from their quarterly yeah. pay-per-views right now. For sure. A little bit. I think, too, little I think too, what you're seeing is, I and, and this is something that, and we talked about this yesterday, too, when, in, in preparation for the show, where I said... I don't feel like sometimes there's a sense of urgency, like not somewhere like okay, we gotta get the story like developed right now. Like you know, what I mean? I'm okay with long term booking. I'm I'm good with that. What but what I'm kind of having a problem with a little bit is I'm like I feel like sometimes there's matches just for matches' sake sometimes, yeah. and I don't feel like with that being said, and I'm okay with that. But if you if you're not att- attempting to get a talent over in those like throwaway matches, right, where MJF's facing. Brandon Cutler, right? MJF's winning that match, obviously, right? Yeah. But if there is not something where you're getting MJF closer to that feud with Cody or, or yeah. whatever you're doing, I feel like you're kind of just sitting there, right? Well, like Dark Order, right? Is another where it came with all the hubbub and now it failed. It, it was a failure. You know what I, I mean? agree, because that's what I look at is I think they have too many long-term storylines. Like, I don't right, know, that's what I'm saying. It. Where I need some stuff to, like, kind of happen in between the big stuff, I want, I can have some subplots. That's what I mean. Like, I want, yeah. like, I want, like, this, a Ted team, like, three-way, like, troublesome trying to all fight for the titles mm-hmm. while the over, over arc of the world title is happening. So I have stuff I'm invested in watching every single week. Plus, I'm like, okay, but long-term... Moxley really wants AEW title, and that's going right. to happen three months from now. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. He's working towards Jericho, working. but in the meantime, he's running a buzzsaw through everybody. Yeah. That you get good matches because Moxley's on the show. Exactly. But he's working towards this. Yeah. But to your point, right, I, I just want something else to be like. Okay, outside of the inner circle for a second, I need more because right now, outside of the inner circle and MJF and Cody, there is nothing else happening mm-hmm. on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I there is nothing agree. right now going on where I can go. Oh yeah, this is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, like where are the bucks? Yeah. You know what I mean? Where's Kenny? We're, what are we doing? Right? We're not doing anything, right? Yeah. They're putting on great matches, no doubt. But they, sometimes matches for matches' sake don't help anybody. Yeah. You they know what I mean? Have, people are seeing that they don't have enough stars. I think they're almost like too front loaded. Yeah, right. There's no, there's nobody in that second tier right yeah. now. It's, it's okay. Bucks are great. Uh, Lucha Bros are great, right? SCU great. Private Cody, party, great. Private, great. Private, but yeah, you, you're trying to elevate, and I get it. You're trying to elevate everybody to this top level, but at some point, you got to have people below that where you can for these people to beat or to ascend, and these guys go down, and yeah. there's a cyclical process. I just feel like right now they're kind of trying to figure out who they have and where yeah. they're trying to go, and I don't feel like they're doing a super great job of developing your talent that you have outside of what they, that brand that they already had, right? Yeah. Like, if you know who Joey Janela was before now, you, you would you, the only reason why you know him. Because outside of that, all you know is that he got his butt kicked against Moxley, had a good match against him, and he's crazy. Yeah. I don't know who Jimmy Havoc is right now because he's only been in three matches. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I do because I knew him before. And I also think they kind of, like, give up on people because, like, Darby Allen gets his push. And now he's, and he's been off TV for three weeks. Yeah, exactly. It's it's extremely tough. It's something to keep an eye on for because I do think that something that as a startup company with as many big names as they have, 
hard to get everybody on the yeah. show every single week. I think that's you know the little I mean? thing NXT's doing well. Because they give all their titles to Era, and mm-hmm. now they just go, Era, you're going to go there, you're going to go there, and you're going to go there. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like... Yep, some sub-storylines sub to keep people invested on the television side while we're waiting for TakeOver to happen. Absolutely. All right. We, we got... Are we... Are we? I think we, they're revealing them right now. Are they revealing them right yeah. now? I don't know if we have enough tape on our YouTube, on the YouTube right. side. It's going to be really, really close here. We may have some breaking... Some breaking announcements here. Yeah. Let's just see. I mean, are they actually going to do it, or are we going to have no, to do gonna this? No, it's going to be about 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to have that kind of time. But here's what we will do, though. Next week, opening the show, we're going to go one through four. We're going to break down each matchup. We're calling our winners, and we're calling and we're declaring a national champion. That's right. We are making it. We're writing it down. We're marking it down in the books right now. Who the national champion is going to be beginning of next week's episode. You do not want to miss it. For the Whaleman, for the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys right here next week.